the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. All right, folks, welcome to SDORC Dirt Radio FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. This hour is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you've got a business where you have a cashier and you want to eliminate having an employee at that particular register, we'll check out Southwest Point of Sale. Call them at 800-540-2149. They'll come to your facility, take a look, and if it works, guess what? You can eliminate one employee. Do like the big boys do, Walmart, Home Depot, and Costco. And then you get seven-day, 24-hour-a-day service. If anything goes wrong also we want to thank alpha site logistics for all their support of sdorc dirt radio serving the imperial valley for over 20 years they offer portable toilets hand wash stations hand wash trailers shade trailers dumpsters and a whole lot more give them a call at 760-352-8383 or you can go to facebook at facebook.com slash alpha logistics how are we doing kids Doing fantastic. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to you and all of the other little four-wheelers out there. And two-wheelers. And two-wheelers, because there's a lot. <laughs> the weather's perfect. I guess the desert must be beautiful today. Oh, it's absolutely stunning this week, and you couldn't have asked for better weather out Did there. you go out? No, unfortunately. I'm My first week back at work, I spent this weekend recovering at home. Um, <laughs> you work hard. Yeah. Um, so, but yesterday was a big day out in Glamis. Red Bull Racing was out in Glamis. They had the side by side race set up. They had a, a race in Glamis across the sand dunes. Mm. Yeah. And where did it start and finish? Um, so they started near Gecko. Um, the tech inspection was right at the vendor flats. And then you headed over to, I'm sorry, not Gecko, Oldsmobile. You headed over towards Oldsmobile. And then you went out one of the valleys from Oldsmobile. And basically how they had it set up was um, uh, they gave you an idea of where you needed to go for it. And then every so often they had like flyer flags. Mm. But you have to be able to navigate your way through the desert, through these. So they say, okay, we're going to Oldsmobile. Find your, any way you can get there, find your way there. Kind of. And go fast? Kind of. They 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 kind of had a route a little <clears throat> bit because they had flyer flags every so often. They'd have Red Bull flags or a sponsor flag, yeah. um, you know, which is those big, you know, sales. Those flappy things. The big flappy like the big flyer feather. flags. Yeah. Like the a, big like a yeah. 10-foot feather. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just, you know, you had to navigate through the dunes. Is this the first time they've done this? You know, I don't know if it's I'd been done in a, in a... 
aside from the horsepower wars, and the horsepower wars is basically sand drags, and it's the drag yeah, strip. I, I'd never and, heard of this before. Yeah, so I, I, I can't. That's, that's a neat way to have a competition because a lot of people have side by sides, and oh, it wasn't easy. Some of I, them want to go. Post where somebody rolled three times. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, so. the, you're you're powering through, and you hit those Razorbacks at a certain way, oh, and you just way, launch. Especially in those and, side by sides. Oh yeah. Uh, if you yeah. don't know how to read the sand dunes, it could be really hazardous. Short mm-hmm. wheelbase, you know, short wheelbase, yeah. narrow. Audrey's mm-hmm. husband is fantastic at reading the dunes. I think you're pretty good at it too, Audrey. Yeah. And and uh, Cam, those guys. They know how to read the dunes, and it looks like you could just go over, and they turn at the top, and mm-hmm. you look when you get there, you're like, "Oh, I'm glad I didn't go straight over." Oh, like no, you went, never want to go straight, straight over. Yeah. You never hit a sand dune going straight over. Unless, you always come at it as an angle, one wheel over, and you hit <laughs> it diagonally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then yeah, if you're jumping for air in that way, you better be careful on how you're hitting mm-hmm. it. Too, the bottom to come comes through. fast. Yeah, yeah. You got <laughs> to learn how to. It's just, it's a whole different animal from other types of off road riding. And just because it's sand doesn't it's, mean yeah. You think sand is soft, but uh, it can hurt. It can hurt. People get hurt all the time. I've got a couple permanent scars. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Indentations. Show and tell. Yeah, show and tell. But speaking of uh, sand dunes. I thought you were going to say speaking of show and tell. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see. I want to see. They, um, <laughs> Brendan can see. By the way, congratulations! Yes, to, to congratulations! Brandon. Thank you guys so much. Newly married. He's barely. Yes. He's barely awake. You know, yeah. No. Oh well. No, it's barely been a week. Is what you meant to say? Oh no, that's you're low near. You're snoring like crazy. No, no, no. Luckily, she deals with my snoring enough. So. <laughs> God. I don't think. Well, we congratulations, yes, congratulations and good luck to you. Thanks for. Keeping this radio show going smoothly. So, oh, thank you so much, guys. So yesterday was your one-week anniversary? That's correct, yeah. <laughs> and then next week will be your second week, and then then after that, I'll the hell with it. How yeah, right. You know how we, we celebrated with uh, <laughs> yesterday? I don't know. I think we is This is a family station. No worries. This is good. Two dozen cookies. You ate them all? Uh, no, I, I ate 12. She ate 12. <laughs> what oh, kind of cookies were they? They were mini uh, chocolate chip cookies. Did you make them oh. or did you buy them? We made them from scratch. Yeah. And they were they tasty? Oh uh, yeah, that were the best cookies I've ever had in my entire life. Notice you didn't bring any in to yeah. share. No, I you're know. A, we ate it all. After I I got drunk on wine, sorry. High end chocolate today. Oh, I know. I can't wait to try them out. So, so thank you again for that. Yeah. So you better not have, have that package open till you get home. <laughs> no comfort, no promises. <laughs> yeah, but you're like a mouse. I am. Like I'll just sneakly. Yeah, I like, know, you're like little... a mouse. You can't leave things alone. But... No, I can't, yeah. I know. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Hope to see you guys hit the 50 mark. I hope so, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So back to the days. desert. 50 days. <laughs> what did he say? 50 no. days. 50 days. What a pain. No. Back to the desert. I have back more to, faith in you. I do, too. Um, yeah, back to the desert. We were, uh, I was going to go from a transition from Glamis into uh, uh, Oceano Dunes, Friends of Oceano uh-huh. Dunes. And, and there's... The, there's Glamis is doing pretty well now. We don't have threats out there the way other areas may have threats. Yeah, it's just and they had railroad say, crossing. Twenty well, years ago, they, they beat on them long enough, so well, now they're going to give them a break. Twenty years ago, they had a big lawsuit that tried to close the whole place over the Pearson's milk veg, and yes. that that caused twenty years of litigation, maybe eighteen years. It was a lot of trouble. What how much money that was spent? Uh, I want to say I could work. I could work that out because we we paid a lot of money. You could quit work if you had that money. Uh, I'd take a a year sabbatical. More than that, ride my motorcycle. You know, it's thousands and thousands and thousands. Well, our so there was 
five organizations supporting David Hubbard, and each one was giving him $4,500 a month. See, that's what I'm saying. $4,500 a month times five times per month. Times 20 years. That's $25,000. We didn't pay him that much the whole time. Well. You know, the, the lawsuit would go to a certain point, and then there wouldn't be any more. But, uh, but we gave him a lot of money. Right. Yeah, but he performed, and he we wouldn't have. We did glamis. pretty good. Yeah. We wouldn't have Glamis. We won Glamis. Right. He was Still worth every penny. Yeah. Still fighting the fight. Yeah. That so was Glamis that. is doing good. We're not. We're watching it, but we don't have active problems. But Oceana Dunes, boy, do we have problems out yeah. there. And I don't know if they're going to be uh, terminal or not. It's it's really drama right now. Well, so, what happens if they get somebody in the board or somebody in California government that likes? off-roading or will they just never hire anybody that does well they won't get voted in because the sierra club will will turn against them and they'll bring their voting block and and the other liberal types will will beat them back sierra club shit needs to change their name because it's very it sounds nice misleading and they're not as nice don't you agree it's misleading yeah i agree and you know a lot of people think they're a hiking club there it's just a social club right but they're a very powerful political organization, and they have some very sort of extreme views on some of the social topics. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of difficult. Wow. So um, the air pollution people have been giving Oceana Dunes a hard time. In fact, the, the air pollution people, the California Coastal Commission, um, and the Fish and Wildlife people. So there's three different government agencies that have been hard on it. The air pollution people have brought an order to them. So what they've been doing is monitoring the dust that comes out of the uh, off-road area. Mm-hmm. And they are claiming that it is both, there's a lot of dust and that the dust is toxic. So when we say toxic, you, you think, well, cyanide, you eat it and you're going to fall over dead. But the toxicity of this dust is if you're exposed to a significant amount of it every day for 40 years, your chance of getting lung cancer goes up by 20%. Oh, my goodness. We better just so shovel all that stuff. So we, when you talk about toxicity, like like there's a huge chasm of difference between extremely toxic and not that toxic. And we're talking about not that toxic. So, they, so the air pollution people brought to state parks what they called a stipulated order of abatement. And abatement means to uh, reduce, right? So they ordered state parks to reduce the dust that's going off of the park. And state parks was forced to uh, sign and make an agreement with them. So they've been working on it. They're closing areas. They're putting up uh, fences. They're doing all kinds of problems. Okay, is it, I ignore it. Do- it's still green. As long as it's still green, we can just keep talking. Okay. You don't need to do commercials. No. need to do anything. Well, that's a, the that's a station commercials, not the shows. No. So we'll be fine. It's the show's commercials. But um, as long so, as it's so green, I just guess we just keep talking. <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. By the way, Judy's downstairs since you won't look at your phone. God, I'm busy over here. Gets married and he's fought. Yeah, you're eating. I'm not. Yes, you are. It's all dribbling down your chin. Look at that. Jeez Louise. All right, let's take a quick break. We come back with a whole lot. That's got to be a different color. It can't be green. It's got to be. Yeah, get... Oh, there we go. <laughs> You're listening to have a new For those who don't know, there's a light in there now that we just installed, and he's taking advantage of this light. That's exactly right. Yeah. Because it's we, brand new. We, we haven't done it before. We're not allowed to use a clock right here on SDORC Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer.
right, folks, welcome back to S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This segment brought to you by Wayne Miller Tire. Wayne Miller Mobile Tire out in Santee. He's here for any of your automotive needs. You need your brakes done. You need your new tires. You're stuck on the side of the road. He's got that work truck to come out and get you fixed up, get you back on the road safe and sound again. Give him a call at 619-596-2800. All right. So back to the wonderful world of dirt and sand. Yes. So continue on there, my friend. Okay. So we were talking about Oceano Dunes and their stipulated order of abatement. And by the way, Oceano Dunes is an off-road park in Central California on the coast. It's on the beach. You can drive on the beach, and then the onshore wind is very strong there, and it has blown sand inland like more than a mile, and there's a whole area of sand dunes that people like to recreate on. And so there's a lot of trouble. People don't like us off-roading there, and they're trying to find ways to stop it. And so the air pollution people have been – when I say air pollution people, I mean the uh, California Air Resources Board, San Luis Obispo chapter. Those people have been monitoring dust, and they're saying that there is dust and that it's toxic. It's not toxic in the way that we think of toxic, like you won't fall over, but after a long time you've been breathing it, you might have some problems. Yeah, specifically silica dust. <clears throat> the silica right. dust is, is what, what they're, they're, they're talking to. about. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've created a, a stipulated order of abatement that state parks has to follow, and they're doing a variety of, of things, tasks, to reduce the dust. They're, they're planting plants. They're putting up fences. They're closing areas. We don't like any of that because it reduces the areas that we can ride in. So UCSD, right next to UCSD is the Scripps Institute of Oceanography. It is a graduate school for ocean studies. So once you get your, your bachelor's degree, you can go to, um, you can continue your education and go to Scripps. So Scripps has done a study of the dust there, completely independent of the Air Resources Board study. And they have come up with a completely different conclusion. They say, while there is dust, it's not toxic. It's not silica dust. It's just beach sand. It's just beach sand that's blown in, like you would kind of think. It's just, you know, the, the tide goes out, the sand is on the beach, and the wind blows it inland. And the, the way the uh, geography there is there's mountains on either side that are sort of at an angle that make a, a funnel. And the onshore wind gets funneled into this area, and it's really strong right there. I, well, I've you been mean there. the natural formations of the dunes that's happened throughout the yeah. last, you know, hundreds few of hundreds, thousands, thousands, right. thousands of, of years. Millions of years. Yeah. And suddenly, you know, it's the off-roader's fault that the dust is out there. And one of the things that we really hate about this abatement, as you mentioned, is all the stuff that they do to to fix the abatement, right? So one of the issues out there is the snowy plover, the the endangered snowy plover, right? Yeah. But this, this order of abatement that are... means that they have to bring fencing in. They have to bring in um, uh, hail, uh, bays of hail. Oh. Bales of bales hay. of hay. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, they got to put hay bales out there There's to try to stop. And they're bringing uh, what they call yeah. invasive species, uh, species which because, is another problem. Well, they plant the grass. I mean, look at look at Oregon dunes with the grass and see how much it took over the Oregon dunes and how much now they have to go in yeah. and try and stop the grass from spreading. So they're they're planting an After invasive. They planted it. Yeah, they're they're. Uh, uh, 
an invasive grass species. Then they bring in the the bales of hay, which have rodents in them. The rodents eat the snowy plover eggs um, as <laughs> and live in the grass. So they're creating a better environment to that's conducive to the rodents for the rodents but to what breed do they better. Say, what do they say when people bring this up to them? It's, well, they're in charge. We're not in charge. We can bring it up, but they'll sit there and they'll nod their head and then they'll go away and they'll do it, whatever they want. So it can be frustrating. So I, would, I would almost go out there and, and pick up all the the dead, you know, snowy clovers, and take them to the next meeting in a box and just dump them on their desk and say, "Oh my God!" By the way, these thanks. are yours. Thanks, yeah. thanks for protecting them. Yeah, yeah. there's and only here, thirteen left now. Here's a video right. of the of the rats eating, and I bet they'll eat the snowy, uh, you know, snowy snowy clover. Yeah, they they'll there's eat the, two birds the babies. That, the, the snowy plover and the least turn. Yeah. Snowy plover and the least turn. They're both endangered. And I I read the thing about them. There's only like a few hundred of each bird left in the world. There's like less than a thousand of them. And and you know what's funny? Well, not for the snowy plovers because the snowy plovers are all up and down California coast. One of those. Well, yeah, but like little tiny pockets. What What's really interesting is that the area that has the most of them is Oceano Dunes. And it's because of all the off-road vehicle money that goes into protecting them and, mm-hmm. and doing all the different activities. So we talked about the stipulated order of abatement and all the, the stuff they're doing to limit off-roading. So I'm a Corva director, California Off-Road Vehicle Association. And we had a some of the directors had a meeting with Armando Quintero and Liz McGurkin. So uh, Quintero is the head of California State Parks and Liz is the uh, legal counsel. So six of us from Corva, we went on a call, a Zoom call, and we all talked and we asked them questions and we told them what we thought. And we, we think this stipulated order of abatement is not a good thing. We want state parks to back out of it um, because we don't think. what they say? Uh, Liz got really nervous when we said that. Liz, the legal counsel, she thinks they could get in trouble. Who could? State parks. So don't so uh, Quintero, the head of state parks, he is there because of the good graces of the governor. So he's not like an employee, like the way I'm an employee so at my care. job. So Quint, well, Quintero, no, he cares. I don't think he is opposing off roading. I we he talked a little bit about himself. He says he's an avid mountain biker and that people in his family ride dirt bikes, and he is not opposed to off roading. But don't forget. He's trapped inside a government agency. Even though he's in charge of it, he has people above him. He has to go by the natural resources people and yeah, the governor. He's, so if he's he pisses the off the of- governor, he gets pulled out of the job and they find somebody, you know, okay, who from the Sierra Club can we put in here? Right. So he, he's not a bad guy. W- within his bureaucracy, he's doing pretty good. But I don't think he can do enough. And Corva is talking about maybe doing a lawsuit asking – State parks, forcing state parks to to abandon the stipulated order of abatement based on a false premise that the air pollution people's, uh, their findings of dust are incorrect. And we can prove that by the, the Scripps study. With the Scripps Institute of Oceanography, it's, that's a very highly credible organization. Sure They're highly credible. Oh, yeah. So this is like a gift to us, having Scripps make a study. So we want to say that, well, 
with this script study, we, we think you backed into an agreement with false information and that you're justified in getting out of it. And we don't think state parks can just pull themselves out that way. But I'm not sure. We It might be possible that state parks people could go to the governor's office and just say, hey, we feel like we've been um, we've been messed with. Whether or not I don't anybody know if in they state have parks the, actually has the god to stand up and do that yeah, is a whole nother. I mean, it's hard. So yeah. it, it may require a lawsuit to force this to happen. Are you allowed to videotape these Zoom meetings? I don't know. I don't even know how. You can, I, no, you take it on your phone and you go Why video. You, I'm using my phone. Well, yeah, I, I <laughs> but believe I'm, so. Because I don't do it on my computer. Well, because you know what I'm saying? This is ammunition when, when they make statements that are either not true mm-hmm. or based on false information. Because if you can't videotape this stuff, then it's just your word against them. You know, when you, you know, say go yeah. do a lawsuit. Well, well, what you need to do is you need to zoom it on your computer and then film it with you, your phone. Okay. Um, just a good idea. And I'm not ready to throw these state parks people under the bus yet. No, 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 I no, don't no. Think, you just need ammunition in your, in, your, I don't, in your quiver. I don't think they have it out for us. I think it, other people have it out for us. And, and. Like this guy, I think he's a good guy. I think he's he wants to manage well. And he's he even said it's kind of unfortunate that he got this job right when Oceana Dunes was at the brink. Mm. Right. So so there's been a lot of work coming up in the recent years to bring us to this point. All the air pollution people and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And the air pollution problem is a problem, but it's not as bad of a problem as the Coastal Commission problem. And which is the one problem. that says it's just going to end in two and a half years. Yeah, but it's not a, a problem years. due to camping and off-roading. No, they, they're – well, the air pollution people are just going after dust. The Coastal Commission are, have gathered up all the stuff and saying, given everything out there, the species, uh, the dust, uh, some crazy off-roaders, just they're gathering everything up and saying, we don't think this is an appropriate activity for this area anymore. And we're not going to give the permit. Mm-hmm. When I saw the, when I first saw that they're talking about renewing the permit by the Coastal Commission, I was like, "Oh my God, where did how did this come out of left field?" Because mm-hmm. they hadn't had a permit uh, renewal in like twenty something years. Like, what caused it right now? Well, just well, there's tool. all the other. So the the fish and wildlife uh, problems were solved. The air pollution stuff is being solved. Now it's not being solved to our satisfaction. But it's not saying to close the place. It's saying you have to do stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to close this. You have to put these bales here. You have to put these sand fences there, wind fences. Um, so those two didn't really end it. So the uh, Coastal Commission said, okay, we'll do it. And I really believe the Sierra Club is behind this, some of them and some of their friends. I think the CBD and the Sierra Club really have a lot of political pull, and they're at the highest levels. They're right. in the, these quiet backdoor meetings and they're saying we, we need to stop off-roading in this place what can we do all right so we're gonna we have a lot more so don't touch those dials folks this is s-t-o-r-c dirt radio fm 96.1 am 1170 the answer all right folks welcome back this is s-t-o-r-c dirt radio fm 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by our good friends at PRMI Mortgage. Chris Wiley, where nobody does it better when it comes to mortgage. 
Chris Wiley, Primary Residential Mortgage, Inc. He's here for any of your home loan needs. Give him a call at 619-722-1303. And make sure you tell him we sent you because he's a true off-roader. Also, San Diego Off-Road Magazine, SSORM.com. You can go to that website. You can subscribe to the to periodical. And you can read all kinds of things that are going on out in the deserts and the mountains. Steve and Sherry have been putting this together since the 80s. And they're doing it strictly for the off-road community. You can sell your equipment, buy equipment. You can find out what's going on legislatively by reading uh, Ed Stoven's articles that uh, appear periodically when news... uh, Every month. Every month when news demands it. So check them out at SSORM.com. All right. So, you know, we've been, gosh, if it wasn't for, um, you know, all of the craziness going on off-road, we wouldn't even have a radio show. <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah, then I'd stop out, and think about it. I'd be out riding instead of talking. <laughs> Audrey would be out driving or jeep around or sleeping or riding yeah or, or riding my three-wheeler or well right now my life consists of sleeping it seems like um i need to do a shout out to rigs and brews and corva um right now is over at uh the duck brewing company in miramar san diego i think they're there until two today they have a raffle oh, it's only twelve thirty. you make it there in the last half an hour they've got some vendors set up out there um Pounds they're doing toys brews. for tots and yeah so it's over at Duck, I think it's Duckfoot Brewing Company. I think so. Uh, off Miramar um, Road. Um, it's about, a, I don't know, two miles from our, the if station that. where we're at right if, now. If that. Yeah, but uh, Charlie Hiltz is over there, and uh, I believe Vinny Barbarino from uh, Corva. Vinny came down? Nice. Yeah, Vinny's there. I love I love <clears throat> Vin, um, Charlie and uh, Heidi, his wife, and Vinny. They're great people. It's good to go have a beer with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Check out Rigs and Brews. So what are you guys doing for Christmas? Anything? I mean, for the for the community? You doing any kind of a, something out in the desert for Christmas or no? Uh, no, we've partaken. Other other clubs put on toys for tots and gotcha. do the drives. And that's, so our club actually just piggybacks on top of them. Tierra gotcha. Del Sol did a big one collecting toys for tots and everything this year. Bo Nice went out and... Mm-hmm collected a lot of toys um amy volmer is um putting on the run so we talked about this last weekend um and so i want to give a shout out again oh, to amy volmer so this is a military run so for um active and veteran um our, our military members um the if you don't have family you don't have somewhere to be or something to do um she's doing an off-road run uh, takes about half the day she has little goodie bags for each of the military members um, and people that participate for it. If you don't have a four by four, reach out to her anyway, and she can find you a seat to get into somebody's rig. Um, there's usually anywhere from 20, 25, 50 vehicles out there that do this run. Wow. Um, I did she it a couple years ago. From, it was fun. Yeah, she gets anywhere from 50 to about 100 people out there to, to take partake in it. So you can reach out to Amy Vollmer. Um, the Facebook page is called Adventure in the Desert. It is the fourth annual Christmas Eve run. It will be on Christmas Eve. Um, and uh, you can give her a call 760-277-0883. You can find her on Facebook at Adventure in the Desert um, or reach out to her. How about you can on reach the TDS to, website? Um, it's on TDS as well. Uh, it's on their website. So Tierra Del Sol 4x4 Club. Um, you can reach out to us, info at sdrc.org, and we will, you know, shoot you over the information for it. But 
Isn't Tierra del Sol right around the corner? <clears throat> March. Yeah, the first weekend in March. So oh, I the event? March I don't even 2nd, know if they're doing an event this year. Yeah, they, Bo yeah. reached out for TV time. Yeah. Did he? Okay, so they're yeah. doing something. Doing I'm something. not sure what they're doing. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're doing. I don't know if they'll have a run again this year, but I'm pretty sure that they'll have the same setup that they had yeah. previously. You know, I, I did I that, the Veterans the Run with wear. Amy uh, a couple years ago, and she everybody got a swag bag. And my favorite thing was a beach towel with a picture of a Jeep on it. Like, I still <laughs> I don't even own a Jeep. Like, how did you? I, I got a four by. It's so it's not a Jeep. It's Jeep it's a sponsored Suzuki. it. Yeah, Just, but Jeep. Now, you'd have been really happy if she'd have put a Suzuki on. Oh, your that would have been. The, the, I wouldn't even use it. I you'd would be have it hanging up with it. Hang, oh, that's a great idea. Little, keep me warm. Yeah, you're a little nighty. Yeah. Well, that that's a fun run though. It's a, it's about a half day. It takes about four or five hours for you to do. So it's not um, takes, they it did, doesn't take. No, up a I think lot they did Valley of the Moon before. They've done the Aura Flame Trail before. They've done Superstition. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not sure where the trail is this year. Um, so but and I'm sure I can get on Facebook and figure that out. I'm sure you could. Amy yeah. will be happy to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't feel free to give her a call again. That's Amy Vollmer at Tierra del Sol 4x4 Club at 760-277-0883. And it's really important that you folks, you know, whether you're off-roaders or not, join these clubs. They're extremely inexpensive. Uh, any, most of them are what, $20, $25? $25 annual membership. And it pays for our lobbyist, mm-hmm. pays for lawsuits that we have to get into. Um, I'm, I'm and just boring stuff like insurance <laughs> and storage. Yeah, but you know what? If travel I mean, fees. Look at, look at Tunnels to Tower. Yeah. Look how much money they raise with just $11 a month to help. You know, they mortgage free homes for a lot of the first responders. You know, one of the first responders that passes away. Oh, wow. I mean, there's a million things Tunnels to Towers does, and for eleven dollars, so a month. Mm-hmm. So just think what you can do for twenty five dollars a month. Oh yeah, or, uh, a year. year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, I wish we could have money from every off roader in San Diego County. We had a dollar from each one. Oh my God, I could quit my job insane? and do this full time. Yeah, we could do amazing things. No, because we wouldn't pay you that much. Oh, please. So there's other issues. Oceano Dunes is a is a a big problem. There's a smaller problem that we're working on um, by Superstition Open Area. So Superstition is in, it's a mountain in Imperial County, more on the western side, and it's north of Highway 8, south of Ocotillo Wells. Yeah. And it borders on a bombing range that the uh, El Centro Navy uh, uses. And so you think Navy, it's only boats, ships, but they also have a lot of airplanes, and, and they need to practice. All the aircraft carriers have aircraft, and those are Navy pilots. So the Navy practices bombing out there, and they've had problems with with people off-roading out there in the bombing range where they shouldn't be. And the problem is, so they the Navy plans a bombing practice. So, so we're going to bring pilots in from far away. They're going to travel here. We're going to prepare the airplanes. We're going to put the ordnance on. Mm-hmm. We'll get everything ready to go. They take off, and they're flying. They're ready to drop their bombs. Oh, wait, we can't drop them. There's somebody driving around. Some- but what if they did? Well, most of the time. you think people would go back out there again? Mo- well, well, a lot of, you know, we don't all talk to each other. They're right? duds, right? Sure, we'd blow those guys up. But then the next <laughs> week, and somebody else would come out. Yeah, and most you got to think about it. Most of the time, you know, they they just have the the flash bombs, right? Like it's just a, yeah. basically like a dead, like it it's just yeah. an, a thing for them to drop, yeah, so like they can it's not see like where an it hits, right? Bomb. No, well, that's what I was just going to say. You got to think about where this bombing range is. It is it is less than two miles or three miles from the Salton Sea. Yeah, and the Salton Sea in 
the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, um, you know, you think of how many bombs were tested and dropped there. Right. Think of how many unspent um, munitions and ordnance are are out there. I mean, Still, we're we're talking thousands. There could be stuff on the ground. That thousands you don't know. of sure. of um, of so potential, yeah. you know, uh, uh, armed ordnance. Right. <clears throat> so penalize everybody for the errors of a few. Well, yeah. Well, it's their range, and they want to they want to protect it. So they decided to put a fence around it. And we've been following this since last March. Oh, yeah. How's that out. fence look? So I saw the fence. There's a post every 10 feet, and there's three strands of smooth wire. So it's not barbed wire. It's smooth wire. And it goes for about five five miles. It's about maybe, maybe seven miles. Four foot tall, I think. Four, can, four can, and a half foot can tall. Can you see it? So it it's, no. it's not very visible, and that's not the problem. Not until you're on it. That's, that's one of the reasons we're bringing this up today is they have reflectors. So between posts, but every other, they put a reflector. So like and the reflector is about, it's round, it's about two inch diameter, and it's about two inch tall. Mm-hmm. And then every other has reflective material, and every other doesn't have it. So it has a little metal bell, but no reflect. So about every 40 to 50 feet is a small reflector. Mm. Not very good. So after the fun run, I went over and looked at the fence, and I um, I saw some people camped right by it. So I went over and I said, hey, can you guys see this fence at night? And so they started telling me, no, you can't see it. Somebody drove into it recently. It's, it's kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. So I talked to the woman in charge, Mary. I forget her last name. She right. um, And I said, this fence is not very visible. Can you help us make it more visible by putting reflectors on it? So she said, let me go back and check. So she she contacts me and says, we don't have any more money in the budget. But if you guys want to do something, we'll allow it. So I heard that, and I'm like, okay, we're on it. So I found some reflectors that I want to purchase, mm-hmm. and I'm making, I'm putting together a grant request uh, from Yamaha. I, I think Yamaha would be the right appropriate one, mm-hmm. and th- their grant deadline is the 15th, so I have till Wednesday. So I'm working through all the stuff in the grant um, application, and I should be able to have it in on time. And I, I'm, I also was talking to a, a reflector company, and I said, well, what if we buy? 5,000 reflectors. Can we get a better price? So I'm going to try to put all this together. Uh, We had a meeting last Tuesday for the San Diego Off-Road Coalition, and I brought up this, and I said, if we had reflectors and we had permission, how many people would like to come out and help us put reflectors on the fence? And, like, a whole bunch of hands went up, like a dozen hands. It was more than that, yeah. So, yeah, 15, 20 people. Mm -hmm. A lot of people want to help. So that's kind of exciting. So I think I can get a grant. I, I think we can purchase... A whole bunch of reflectors, and I, I think we could do it before the end of the season while the temperatures well, are still reasonable. When I would, I'd go out to the reflector folks and say, you know, what you're doing, you're going to buy five thousand of them, but if you cut us a really sweet deal, we'll bring you down to KUSI TV, and because I would promote this, that would be awesome. And see how many people want to come out and help. I mean, it's not like serious off-roading. You're just putting reflectors up. And, you know, you never know. For them to get that kind of a positive publicity, they may cut you even a better deal. I'll I'll, I'll use that when I Throw speak that in to there. them. Throw it in your proposal. Because yeah. I am. Um, 
I, yeah. I, I'll be talking to him tomorrow. When you're out at Superstition, unless you know Superstition, unless you've downloaded the app and you see or you have, you know, uh, an uh, like Onyx off-road on mm-hmm. or, you know, one of the other trail maps mm-hmm. on your CTUC phone. CTUC or Avenza. Um, where, you, where you open it up and you see. And unless you know, you don't have a clue that you're in the bombing range. Right. You know, you, you have – the trail doesn't – there. The signs are so old that have been there. Yeah. Before and, the and fence went up, like the signs were like hundred yards to, far apart. Is, yeah, and somewhere yards. knocked over. All right, the red light district is now lit. Oh, we're gonna have to take. A we got a break. You're Not listening to S T O R C Dirt Radio, FM ninety six one, AM eleven seventy. The answer. Say you give them some chocolate, but you that ate it the all. the best chocolate ever. All right, folks. Welcome back to STORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. By the way, if you folks heard that little chocolate story, that's a, a company in Denver. And they actually, the husband makes the chocolate, and they were using the remnants of the chocolate to power a diesel-powered off-road vehicle. And they were in the Rebel, right? Yeah. <laughs> They were did you go up and, s- and sniff the go. tailpipe? I did not. Because <laughs> they oh, say, I ride behind that. no, they say it smells like chocolate. I, that is hysterical. I did not smell the vehicle, but they say it does smell. But they did sponsor, and I do have, I still have chocolate from right. about that. I'm sure you do, and it's good chocolate. It's good chocolate. That's a good gig to use that the extra oil from yeah. Yeah. from making the the remnants, and, and yeah. then turning it into diesel fuel, Turn it into biofuel fuel, and then using it to promote. Off road. Uh, that's an awesome Isn't idea. Isn't that a good idea? Yeah. Hey, KJ Termite and Pest Control. Family owned and operated business with over 45 years of experience. Your family health and home are very important to KJ Termite and Pest Control. So if you want to help yourself, you need to give them a call at 619 441 7378. Audrey has used him, and she no longer has gorillas in her yard. Gorillas. <laughs> Didn't you have gorillas running around here? Subterranean termite swarm was That's a like kind a of shit shaped like a gorilla for sure with a swarm. Just not, small. Not on our wood. Not on wood. So, yeah. So, great, great company. Great sponsorship. Truly need to check them out. Yes. All right. This is your last. Our last around. quadrant for a while. Last quadrant. I like so we said. talked about reflectors. We're working on that. That's something that I'm looking forward to making happen. I think that's going to be a lot of fun and will help people. Well, I uh, would think if you were to bring it to their attention, it's a safety issue. They should be able to go to another division of the government and, and get enough money out of that. To, you know, th- that's possible. Yeah. They, could, they could. And do you know how the government works that, okay, we're going to put in a bid for next year's thing and it, it could take two years before before they even get and how many people could crash into the fence between then and now right. so they gave us permission and i'm going and that doesn't mean that they would actually come through it means they might is there any repercussions if you do go out in the, the bombing field and they catch you oh yeah they yeah, yeah that's like a federal crime okay yeah. so is there a sign that says that oh yes <sighs> okay. yeah but 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 like i said they're like 50 years old right. they're every hundred yards you can't read it i don't and remember even signs the on new, the fence I, I rode the fence the whole length the, it has the the old bombing um signs, the, the have, signs have the penal code on it 
With yeah, the, you, you could get in trouble, and I don't yeah. know exactly how, but I wouldn't want to try to find out. But the new fencing doesn't <clears throat> even have new signs. They don't have any. I don't see any on signs any on it. it. It's just the fencing that goes so through. So you need to ask it. them why that is. So again, if maybe you don't know, some, and I'm, I don't think it's up to us to put signs on it. I think reflectors just well, to no, let us know. But they should let people know that hey, you can't go in here. And the yeah. lady Mary told me that there was three uh, breaks in the fence. Yeah. I, I don't know if people drove into it or if they cut it, but she said they had to repair three sections. And it, that fence hasn't been done that long. It's only been done uh, not too many months. Right. So we're working on that. There's a couple other things I want to talk about. Uh, so the San Diego Adventure Riders are going to be putting on an event in the spring called the Mountain Dash for street legal uh, off-road motorcycles. And it looks like it's going to end at Pio Pico Campground. I went out there yesterday and I met with the staff and they showed me an area we could use for like a group site. And it's really great. In fact, for SDRC, we might even want to look at it and think if we could do something there. So that they have an area. It's across the highway from the main park. Right. They have big trees. And it's I counted, close. It's close. It's right there. Yeah, it's close to San Diego. It, but it's right across the street from the campground. It's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, There's the no uh, service, the right. gate is not locked to go up over um, Otay Mountain. It's just As, closed. It's not closed. It was, it was wide open. open. I went up on That's my bike. Great news. I saw a border patrol go up, and I talked to the people at the campground. They said we're not closing it. Not right now. If we have to, if they force us to, we will. But right now, we're not closing it. So, and what's the benefit of that? Well, well, the guy from the BLM told me that the campground had closed it. And he I mean, what's that. the benefit of you driving up there? I mean, it's just oh, it's fun. Well, it's a, it's a just a local trail, mm-hmm. um, and it, you get up to the top of the mountain. It overlooks um, the bay, <clears throat> the so- southern part of the bay, Imperial mm-hmm. Beach. Um, you look over, Way you, look, Mexico. You, look, you look over Otay Lakes. You're looking at the Olympic Training Center. Oh, okay, um, I know. There are brownfields right there. They have people that jump out of the parachute. <clears throat> so I love to watch the people right there. I watch <laughs> the planes go up. They have like three planes an hour going and having skydivers. So I like to go up and have a little picnic up on top of Otay Mountain right there. Yeah. But it's only crazy. if, if Jump they out close of a perfectly that, good airplane. What's yeah, that? if they close that trail, which is like Wakamika. Yeah, yeah, it's got a, a name. Yeah, it's an Indian I name. I forget the it. name of it. But, but Otai Mountain Truck Trail. Yeah, is, on so, the is it wide enough for her to go up and come back without too much traffic? It's a little hard to, it, for two jeeps to pass each other. You'd you, have to like have somebody to have might have to spots. back up to find yeah. a place wide enough. Yeah, and but it's so, a good smooth road. Like it's not a challenging road. Mm. One of the things that I had suggested because the border patrol had reached out and the border patrol is asking the Bureau of Land Management to close the trail. Mm. They have a gate at the top of it, and and the lower gate at the bottom of the trail is owned by the campground Pio Pico. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Bureau of Land Management agreed with me. I, they've already got rid of. I mean. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to hunt those mountains with my dad, um, with the Homo Hunt Club. There used to be literally miles of trails between Lake Barrett, um, all the way up to Potrero, um, the backside of Del Zura, down in and through. You used to be able to go through all of that. They've closed the majority of everything <clears throat> due to the international travelers. And, and <laughs> environmental pressure and also from- it, yeah, but I think it has types. more to do with the travelers. I think I think it has more to do with the border patrol and the travelers than anything else, um, and and the trash that they would know. leave along the way, um, and destroying the you know because it it was it's it's kind of bad yeah, in certain points of it. Mm-hmm. I lived out there for. I don't for understand seven how years, there's so. so many international travelers. There's a pretty big <clears> fence <throat> over there, like it's a hard fence to can't just hop that fence. You 
be surprised. I mean, they're very ingenious. They're, they are. I mean, they're, they have a rope ladder. I don't know what they ingenious. do, but. But the Border Patrol reached out and asked the Bureau of Land Management to shut it down for six months. Right now, you can go up and you can go into Del Zura, turn on Maroon Valley Road towards the South Bay Rod and Gun Club, go into the, the backside of it and go up into the trails there and go to the top of it, hit Dogwood Road, hit, go up to the top of Otai, sit at the towers, look, you know, watch it. And then you can go back down and you can hit the, I want to call it, Wyamaka Trail. And that's the one that goes to the backside of Pio Pico and mm-hmm. down. Um, so you can go up and over. and But if you close that trail, you can't. you can't. And you have to go back out to Maroon Valley Road and, and go out that way. And that's circle pretty back far around. east. Yeah, and the reason why they want to do that is because the border checkpoint is off of the 94. And then that will force everybody to go back through the border checkpoint gotcha. so that they can monitor you. Mm-hmm. But the Border Patrol is so ill-staffed right now that... It, that border checkpoint's been closed half the time anyway. Every time they have to go deal with somebody crossing, they mm-hmm. have to shut that down so because they don't have the manpower. Right. So I I don't know. It's a catch twenty two in my opinion. Mm, they, sounds I, like it to me too. But I'm really glad to hear that Pio Pico had it open because that I was, disappointed me. I was me. happy too. So I rode up at a couple hundred yards just to have a look, and a border patrol had driven up it. And I think for the convenience of border patrol, they would like to keep it open. Just they don't want to have so to stop too. and get out and turn the key. But um, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I'm still trying to get officially keep it open. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of hard when when Homeland Security, if they really have their mind on it, mm-hmm. they're hard to change. Oh yeah. So so the uh, the adventure riders, we're having a meeting this Wednesday night in Poway. So we're going to be discussing more details. And Good. Maybe we'll be setting up a date. And, and, and before we go, I I want to throw a heartfelt prayers to all the folks and. In Kentucky and all the surrounding oh, the tornadoes, oh, the, I, mean, Horrible yeah. I have never seen anything across four states, two hundred miles, two hundred miles long, oh and my mile God. wide, and two hundred miles an hour. Wow! I mean, the devastation and you know the lives lost. Uh, I, I mean, I was flabbergasted. I mean, yeah, me too. It looks like a war zone. It looked, in fact, it reminded me of Japan when we dropped the A bomb on Hiroshima. I mean, it's, I've never seen anything like it in my life. And there's, I mean, it's just insane. So I just wanted to throw that out to our hearts and prayers, go to all the families associated with it. And hopefully, uh, you know, folks will go in there and do whatever they can to help these people because it's colder than a well digger's big toe. Yeah. Yeah. So scary. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there before. We yeah, that's, too deep. that's terrible. Yeah. I know two minutes isn't long enough to talk about the other thing that I wanted to talk about, but one of the other well, things who cares I wanted what to, Brendan says, to, to yeah, talk yes. about was the generators um, in California and what they're doing. So the small, the small, small engine? engines just with them. California Air Resources Board, you know, I talked about how they've got rid of the, the small engines. So you can't basically, that's your weed whacker, your mm, lawnmower, what? your anything gas blower. powered, your blower, any of that, you know. So does they that include be, generators that for does. camping? So camping RVs yes. and every single fifth wheel, every single motorhome, every single generator that is in a camping motorhome or RV trailer fifth wheel, it doesn't matter what your model is, right. is now going to be banned in the state of California. The I'm law buying passed- stock in Coleman products. Coleman lanterns are coming back. Yeah. No, oh, no. wow. I just, I don't even know what to do with this. I, I wonder mean, if California, you want to devastate stuff- yourself? Like how much, uh, the well, economy, how many people live in RVs? How many people stay in, how many people, so does that all? Also mean that your backup generator for your home I have is four now. Of them. Yeah, well, now it would be banned but, because you well, can't. Before have you that. say that, is I mean, aren't you grandfathered in? 
Well, the old ones I were think, still okay to be out there. They just can't sell new ones after sell a certain ones. point. I, I forget what the date is. is so it's it, another reason to leave the, the state of California. Yep. Pack yeah. your bags, folks. All right. San Diego hey. Off-Road Coalition, SDORC.org. Become a member, $25 if we got to file a lawsuit for the small engine off-road. Oh, my God. This, it's I mean, on it's, the way. It's on we the way. We need a generator need, exemption. Yep. Yes. SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Only one way to get there. You got to get a little Thanks for joining us for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl, the program that is working to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. To learn more about SDORC and how you can get involved, visit SDORC.org. That's SDORC.org. Join us next week at this same time for more of the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles while protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. This has been San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.